Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, December 1st. U.S. stocks ended mixed in a choppy trading session. The market struggled to continue yesterday's surge, which came as Fed Chairman Jerome Powell provided some less hawkish commentary. The Fed chief suggested that the central bank could slow the pace of its aggressive rate-hiking campaign as early as this month. The economic front provided some reports that shaped market action as personal income and spending rose solidly and inflation cooled off but remained elevated, while jobless claims moderated more than expected. However, the ISM Manufacturing Index fell into contraction territory for the first time since May of 2020, and construction spending declined more than expected. Earnings reports continued to pour in as Kroger topped expectations, while Costco Wholesale's November sales growth came in below predictions, and Dollar General missed earnings estimates while also providing some disappointing guidance. Additionally, Dow member Salesforce's billings performance missed, and the company announced that its co-CEO will step down. Treasury yields on the U.S. dollar extended yesterday's drops, while crude oil and gold prices rallied. Asian stocks gained ground, and European stocks ended mostly higher, as the global markets appeared to get some relief from the Fed chair's commentary, but economic data was lackluster. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 195 points, or 0.6%, to 34,395, and the S&P 500 Index dipped 4 points, or 0.1%, to 4,077, while the Nasdaq Composite advanced 14 points, or 0.1%, to 11,482. In moderate volume, 4.4 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.1 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained 67 cents to $81.22 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price went up $57.30 to $1,817.20 per ounce, and the dollar index fell 1.3% to 104.70. In equity news on Thursday, Kroger, ticker symbol KR, reported adjusted third quarter earnings per share of 88 cents above the 83 cent faxed estimate. As revenues rose 7.2% year over year to $34.2 billion, topping the street's forecast of $34 billion. The grocery store operator noted that its digital strategy aided results along with strong grocery demand. Same-store sales grew 6.9% year-over-year, north of the anticipated 4% increase. Kroger raised its full-year earnings per share and sales guidance. Shares traded lower. Dow members Salesforce, ticker symbol CRM, posted adjusted third-quarter earnings of $1.40 per share, above the expected $1.22, as revenues rose 14% year-over-year to $7.8 billion, roughly in line with expectations. However, the software company's subscription and support revenues came in slightly below forecasts, and its billings came in well below estimates. Salesforce raised its full-year earnings per share outlook and reaffirmed its revenue guidance. Separately, the company announced that its vice chair and co-chief executive officer, Brett Taylor, will step down. Shares declined nearly 10%. Dollar General, ticker symbol DG, posted third-quarter earnings per share of $2.33, below the $2.54 estimate, 
as net sales increased 11.1% year-over-year to $9.46 billion, slightly above the $9.43 billion expectation. During the third quarter, Dollar General said it experienced unanticipated delays in acquiring sufficient warehouse space for its inventory needs, which caused inefficiencies within the company's internal supply chain. The variety stores chains discussed how these issues led to higher-than-anticipated distribution and transportation costs. Dollar General issued fourth-quarter earnings per share guidance that came in below expectations, and it lowered its full-year outlook. Shares fell. And Costco Wholesale, ticker symbol COST, reported November same-store sales growth of 4.3% year-over-year, missing the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 7.7% gain. Costco Wholesale traded solidly lower. Third quarter earnings season is mostly in the books, and Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses in her article titled, Disappearing Act Earnings. Now, earnings weakness is starting to materialize across a broader swath of industries, with hits coming from a strong dollar, weaker demand, and aggressive monetary policy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, Personal income rose 0.7% month-over-month in October, above the Bloomberg consensus forecast, calling for it to match September's unrevised 0.4% increase. Personal spending increased 0.8%, in line with the street's expectations, and compared to the prior month's unadjusted 0.6% advance. The September savings rate as a percentage of disposable income was 2.3%, down from September's negatively revised 2.4% rate. The PCE deflator rose 0.3% month-over-month, below expectations of a 0.4% rise and matching September's unadjusted gain. Compared to last year, the deflator was 6% higher, in line with estimates, and compared to the prior month's upwardly adjusted 6.3% rise. Excluding food and energy, the PCE core price index rose 0.2% month-over-month, below forecasts of a 0.3% gain and September's 0.5% rise. The index was 5% higher year-over-year, matching estimates, and after September's upwardly adjusted 5.2% rise. The November Institute for Supply Management, or ISM, Manufacturing Index showed that manufacturing activity fell into contraction territory with a reading below 50. The index declined to 49.0 from the prior month's unrevised 50.2 reading and versus the estimate calling for a decline to 49.7. The manufacturing sector contracted for the first time since May of 2020 as new orders moved further below 50, production growth slowed, and employment dropped back into contraction territory. Additionally, inventories decelerated and supplier deliveries improved modestly. Inflation pressures continued to cool, with the prices index falling 3.6 points to 43.0 from 46.6. The final read on the S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index for November was revised modestly higher unexpectedly, but remained in contraction territory with a reading below 50. 
The index was adjusted to 47.7 from the preliminarily reported 47.6 figure where forecasts called for it to remain. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 225,000 for the week ended November 26th, south of estimates calling for 235,000, and the prior week's upwardly revised 241,000 level. The four-week moving average rose by 1,750 to 228,750, and continuing claims for the week ended November 19th increased by 57,000 to 1,608,000, above estimates of 1,570,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 30,250 to 1,538,750. And construction spending decreased 0.3% month-over-month in October versus projections of a 0.2% decline and compared to September's downwardly revised 0.1% gain. Residential and non-residential spending both decreased 0.3% month-over-month. Inflation has been the driving factor behind the aggressive monetary policy from the Federal Reserve, However, yesterday, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell suggested the central bank may decelerate the pace of aggressive rate hikes after raising rates by 75 basis points for four straight meetings. This had boosted bond yields and led to this year's rally in the U.S. dollar to foster choppiness in the markets. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the bond and currency markets in her article titled, Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast noting how if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening, but not stopping it. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Additionally, as noted in the latest Schwab market perspective, stress cracks, as the Federal Reserve continues to ratchet up the pressure with higher interest rates, cracks are beginning to appear beneath the surface of the U.S. economy. Treasury rates were lower in the wake of yesterday's comments from Fed Chairman Powell, as the yield on the two-year note declined 14 basis points to 4.24%, the yield on the 10-year note dropped 18 basis points to 3.51%, and the 30-year bond fell 22 basis points to 3.60%. Tomorrow's economic calendar will introduce the highly anticipated November labor report. Non-farm payrolls are expected to add 200,000 jobs, less than October's 261,000 jobs growth. Private sector payrolls, on the other hand, are projected to show a growth of 190,000 additional jobs versus last month's 233,000 gain. The unemployment rate is estimated to remain at October's 3.7% reading, and average hourly earnings are anticipated to rise 0.3% month-over-month versus the prior month's 0.4% increase, but decline to a 4.6% year-over-year growth rate from October's 4.7% gain. In international news on Thursday, stocks in Europe were mostly higher as the global markets seemed to get a boost from yesterday's comments from U.S. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, which suggested that the aggressive pace of monetary policy tightening may decelerate as early as this month. Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, discusses in his article titled Central Banks Stepping Down. How central banks seem to be stepping down from aggressive rate hikes 
and this could lead to a year-end Santa pause rally for stocks. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound gained solid ground versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. traded to the downside. Optimism that China may be set to ease COVID restrictions also appeared to be adding support, but some lackluster manufacturing reports in the region may have limited the enthusiasm. S&P Global's Eurozone Manufacturing PMI was revised lower than initially estimated to 47.1, a deeper level of contraction as denoted by a level below 50. S&P Global's UK Manufacturing PMI was revised slightly higher than initially reported to 46.5, also depicting contraction. In other economic news, German October retail sales fell more than expected. The UK FTSE 100 index was down 0.2%, while France's CAC 40 index increased 0.2%. Italy's FTSE MIB index was up 0.3%. Germany's DAX index rose 0.7%. Spain's IBEX 35 index gained 0.5%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index advanced 1%. Stocks in Asia traded broadly higher as optimism lingered that China could ease COVID-related restrictions. In his latest article titled Risk for 2023, China Reopening, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes that Chinese officials may be preparing to bring an end to China's zero-COVID policy, but reopening the world's second-largest economy could bring inflationary challenges. However, the bulk of the boost for the markets came as the global markets appear to be getting some relief from yesterday's comments from U.S. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell that suggested the central bank may be set to decelerate its aggressive monetary policy campaign. Investors also continued to digest more stimulus measures from China's government, which this week lowered the reserve requirements for its largest banks and announced further measures to try to help its struggling property market. The persistent inflation pressures have been a main factor in the aggressive measures taken by central banks across the world that have caused volatility in the markets. A host of manufacturing reports were also sifted through, with data out of Japan and China continuing to show contraction, while Australia's growth slowed more than originally expected. Elsewhere, South Korea's third-quarter GDP growth was in line with estimates, and India's third-quarter GDP growth decelerated more than anticipated. Japan's Nikkei 225 index was 0.9% higher, with the yen adding to this week's gains versus the U.S. dollar. China's Shanghai Composite Index rose 0.5%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index tacked onto this week's strong rally, increasing 0.8%. Meanwhile, South Korea's Kospi Index advanced 0.3%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 index gained 1%, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index traded 0.3% to the upside. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will introduce a host of inflation data, including South Korea's CPI figures, Germany's import price index, and the Eurozone's PPI. Additionally, we will get reads on Germany's trade balance, Spain's unemployment change, and Australia's home loans. 